This is looking juicy. Check, 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 check. Welcome back to the podcast. That's bad. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 22 of the Coffee Club Pod. We're back in the studio, back in Boulder. How are we feeling, boys? It's good, great. Good to be back. Yeah. Good to be back. Gossy, what do you think? The number of podcasts is getting hard to keep track of. I already messed it up on the last post. I put 22 really? last week. Oh, shit. The number's getting so high. Wait, what are we at? I, now? Did, I fixed it. 22. We're 22 now? Damn. Damn. It's just like just clicking them off every week, man. A couple yeah. more weeks. Well, four more weeks, and we're at 26. Half a year. It was like we just started yesterday, honestly. It does, it does. But yeah, as we said last week, camp for us ended early and we're back in Boulder. We came back to a weirdly empty home because I don't know how much of our personal life we should be selling, uh, revealing because... <laughs> <Yeah>. Selling? <laughs> well, because I was going to say like our house for sale, so they did showings when we were away, so all our stuff was put away. So it was really weird to get back initially, but it's it's... it's it's feeling comfortable again. It's feeling like home. So slowly, gradually moving. I'm gonna say they in. don't listen to our pod, but I smelled so bad. They put yeah. like air fresheners. Damn in. air fresheners yeah. in the walls. Every room too. Jordy and I came in it's and it just smelled like well, shit. It just yeah. gave me like immediate headache. Yeah. yeah, we just put in a candle and just like opened the windows and put out. It was the horrible. Air it was obviously to like, I don't know, please sellers. I don't know it, it, that yeah. if I walked in and it smelled like that. Did our house really smell that bad? That I they guess. Needed air I guess. I don't know. I hope, see, this is my issue. Like, this is why I stopped myself as I said that, but then I still said it, because now <laughs> now someone could feasibly go online and find our house if they wanted to do some detective work because they could go on Zillow and they could use this evidence of our backdrop and they could find our house, and which which had, like, that have our address and stuff. So, I mean, it won't be, it be our address for long. I mean, so. I've already, yeah, I've already been, move. I've already been handing out our address for sending coffee move. anyway. Yeah. If you don't actually want an address, they could just pretend to sell us coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I mean, soon we might have coffee. to get a P.O. box. I don't know how much that costs, but that's what, like, if you're a YouTuber or whatever, you get a P.O. box because it's actually pretty that's risky handing out your address to randoms, technically. But we didn't even mention... Oh, I've been doing that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy well, hasn't even thinking we, about we, that. We, we, <laughs> have a, we have a nice fan base, which we trust, who aren't going to yeah. do anything harmful to us. So that, that's nice. But who knows? We are, yeah. As we grow, we might have to do that. But freaking Gus is back. Right now he's snoozing. <laughs> he's he's kind of changed, I think, since we, since we left a long five weeks ago. I think he's like matured a lot. He's gone through personal growth. He definitely yeah. has multiple And it's groups. mostly due to trauma at being left behind. He's been left behind multiple times. He's grown through but the trauma. But the yeah. thing is, I don't think I don't think it's he hasn't been in bad situations. It's just literally that he's been left and moved with somebody else. And they've actually treated him really, really well. And then he comes back True. to us and he's like, Oh, these fuckers. I have to throw up them immediately. Again. He did throw up immediately when he got back. What, what did he throw up? <laughs> I'm not gonna reveal that information. <laughs> well, I will then. It was uh, it was someone's underwear, some beautiful, dirty underwear. It wasn't mine. So. It wasn't Morgan's, and it wasn't Ollie's. What is he? What do you think goes through his head when he eats underwear? No, he eats socks as well. That's same the thing that I've goes through Ollie's head underwear. when he eats underwear. What goes through? Your head? Yeah, I, where, the, where the fuck did that come from? Where do you think he learned the behavior from? The behavior of eating shit like that—it's yeah. a bulldog thing. If you look it up, bulldogs actually—it's glad I'm doing—he's doing that instead of eating rocks because I know. People True. that have had bulldogs, they've eat, he's eaten rocks and they've really? had to, like had surgery. Yeah. Damn. So good boy, Gus. him eating that and throwing it up is actually like a good response. It's a nice for a compromise. How, how good? Like is, how good is Boulder shit. though? After coming back from honestly, Florida. okay, Boulder overrated, underrated. 
the when, problem when you is, leave for a while. When you leave like, for a while and you come back, particularly with Florida and how shit everything was around it. Like we were in a bad <laughs> area too, I think, because well, like, it was like it very was. commercial. If you're in a different area, I think it would have been really yeah, nice. Well, very commercial, very expensive area because it's near Disney World. But coming back to Boulder and like just the running. Dude, um, rocking the, up to Tom Watson and running 10 miles with Will There's Lear. A billion, and, like, people yeah, a billion runners, everyone's <clears> saying hello. It's, it's like, it's freaking yeah, beautiful. It's definitely like, we take it for granted, I think. It is. Yeah. And then come back. Two want to make a mile champs for 10 miles yesterday. That was yeah. big time. Yeah, me and Will had a, yeah. had a secret handshake for that. <laughs> you know, I got a, I got a, a message. That's a little, that's a pretty elite club right there. It is elite. Yeah. I got a message from Jonathan Galt confirming that Nick Willis has raced it nine times and not one. Well, I also could have confirmed that because I saw a very nice track club post that very nice, that Will Lear was the only member of yeah. that team to win. And it was like Ken Hobbs or Nick. Yeah, that's the, that's the crazy but thing. But I've forgotten with, about that. So I was like 90% sure, but. That's the crazy confirmed. thing with Nick, though. Nick Nine ran, times? Nine yeah. times. Nick ran 351, too. He ran the area record indoors for New Zealand and still, still lost. Still couldn't get that dub. It's pretty, like, it, it definitely yeah. comes in waves, I think, with Wanamaker. It's, like, a, big, it's a big race. You get stacked fields, and then you get fields that are not as stacked and much more ta- maybe much more tactical or fast, but like. They're, some they're, fields all, you look they're at, always stacked. It's just whether it's fast yeah. or not. Yeah, but some are more stacked than others, I that's, think. That's true. Because like the 3K, I would say was like almost more stacked than the mile, but the mile was still stacked. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just in terms of depth. Just in terms of depth. I well, think that's that's probably what I'm trying to they say. They're both amazing races. Yeah. But yeah, the only thing I don't like about being back here is the dryness because it ruins my hair. Yeah. I mean, I've been <laughs> the run too. Curls. Yeah, my hair doesn't agree with the dryness here. So well, that's, might have been also because you completely destroyed it. No, no, no. no, 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 no honestly, it's fine the, in Florida. No, I think you've. I think it's been going pretty well. It's, it's good just, in Florida. It's just like when the weather comes here, your hair probably needs to adapt a little bit. Like it likes the, the humidity. Yeah. It doesn't like the dryness. But yeah. yeah, so we're back. Boys are chilling, the working out here. The boys are back in town. <laughs> so it's nice to be back. Back with my baby, my PC. We didn't cetera, tell. We also didn't tell. baby, guys. My yeah. baby, guys. baby, PC. Yeah. Um, what do I got? What, are, what do you have? What do I you come have back us. to? Yeah. I mean, you came back to um, the kitchen. You have your the skateboard. Oh, dude, I missed that thing. George likes to use the skateboard to do some exercises that he does. So it's one exercise I have to have a skateboard for. Also, yeah. we didn't tell Sonata I mean, that we're coming back early. Did he? React? I, I messaged him. Oh, okay. I was gonna well, say if he, he just knew. didn't tell him. He knew. Apparently, Son told him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah so Big let down. It'd be funny if he didn't. He's just like, "What the hell are you guys <clears> going back so early?" Yeah. But so we're back, and it was an absolutely ridiculous weekend of racing. Really? Yeah. I what, don't know if what happened? happened? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you, it was easy to miss because there was like freaking ten crazy meets happen at once. This is just indoors. It's like you, you will never in outdoors have any weekend that is similar at all to like what you see on an indoor weekend because indoors is just there's it's so condensed. There's very specific weekends, and also for for a bunch of reasons, there's everyone's trying to run quick times. And I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a controlled environment, and people are, are either racing to get nationals qualifiers trying to set like school records, national records or indoor like, worlds this year. Yeah, like world qualifiers. So it's just like the until you get to like Milrose is a good example, but a lot of the time it's just I mean even Milrose were paced races, I guess, but it's just like so many more races that are more time trial style rather yeah. than pure races, which is like it does it makes a lot of sense to get an outdoor qualifier in indoors and not have to worry about it right before. Yeah, takes the way, get away early. Takes yeah. the pressure off a lot. Yeah, so you can control the environment a lot better too with the weather. <clears throat> yeah, and you got the the BU indoor track. Everyone's everyone's favorite <laughs> track. 
Um, I, I want. I really want to the, run on the, it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like that, definitely after this weekend, the question it's is amazing. always it's in everyone's still... head is like, is BU like what is what is what is special about BU? Why is people? Dude, and also how durable is that thing? Because on a on at the a Valentine meet, like I would love to know the number of laps run on that track. They have oh, like yeah. there's we like went. fifty we went. heats of the mile, yeah. two days in a row, and in, in every single event. George, when we went, I think we, I remember like lane one, like was less dyed than the rest. Like it was like, 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 I think it's a different color. Like they've had to Yeah. I think we went there before all those races as well. And it was like a different color. There's like a a thousand like East coast schools that you've never heard of. Oh yeah. They probably probably won't want to resurface a track. It's got (laughs) some, some magic there. Some magic. I wonder if uh, it does have an impact on how good of a track it is. Like obviously be extremely minimal, but you would think a track would wear down eventually, but Clearly, it isn't, it clearly it isn't worn down yet because it was very quick this weekend but so were a lot of other tracks mm. around the country and yeah it's like it, it's it's kind of overwhelming like when you're looking at all these results rolling and they're just so amazing and so the first rather than like just listing results because we could probably do that forever and it'd be pretty boring to listen to yeah. we we want to like tackle some questions around it so the first one the first prompt we have today is pretty much why are people running so fast right now? And it's easy to look at the collegiates specifically because you can just like compare top 16 times um, year to year. And it, like we thought we thought it was quick last year. This year is like yeah. completely different to last year. It's like not even, it's not, not even, even close. Close. We thought it was quick the last two years, I think. Yeah, it's not even close. It's like, I mean, just to give you some numbers, we, we know like so far in the mile, it's like about 80 people sub four. Top 16 is probably, what is it, 355 or 56? I think it's 55 55. 56 doesn't get you into nationals. Uh, the 3K is probably 746 or... 47 or 47. Yeah, something like that. And the 5K, <clears throat> I don't even know what the 5K is, but top 16 would probably be in the well, 20s. It's, it's 28, I think. 28. 13, 30. And it's like, we... I mean, we feel... I wouldn't have... <laughs> when I won nationals in the mile, I wouldn't have qualified. Yeah, it's like... I, we, I, we, I don't think we would have qualified... The only time I would have qualified for nationals indoors is when I ran 354 at... Um, yeah. And that would just barely get in. Yeah. Like so that's like, not even like... You don't even feel safe <laughs> no, anymore. you don't feel safe. You might not even get All-American. And it's like we it. literally were in college two years ago. We, yeah. You guys were in fucking college when COVID started. Yeah. That's how quickly things have changed. And it's... It's wild. There's like a lot of different ways you can look about it. Uh, the first one is obviously the shoe technology. Because if you, if you, and it, it is, it does feel dangerous to look at everything through the lens of shoe technology because mm-hmm. you can really like easily discredit. But if you do take shoe technology into account, some of the changes make sense. And some of the, a lot of the performances make sense. It's still like is ridiculous to see it unfold in front of your eyes. But if you believe that these new shoes are doing even like 1%, 2%, yeah. like I, I, it's yeah. a big, it's, it's, it's a lot of time. I almost think the main thing, well, not necessarily is that. It's almost like the volume of people running fast has changed because it's not like every single collegiate record is getting broken. Like there's always been people running that fast, it's but it's been like very few people. Mm-hmm. It's more people now doing it. They now it's just it. like every single person. I think yeah. people look at it differently with the shoes. Because like when like T Day was running thirteen fifteen, that was like insane. Yeah, but then the gap to the next person, like you could still qualify Large. off thirteen forty. Yeah, but now there's, there's people running that. Yeah, and there's like. 20 people right behind them yeah that's pretty good evidence for the the impact of technology well i think the shoes too like i think people always think oh it's the shoes running fast during the race but i think a lot of the shoe is like recovery from working out hard i think 100%. the shoe tech 100 percent is like people are able to use these shoes work out harder and recover better for running faster races so 
it's pretty cool to see. I mean, as a as a fan of the sport, it's pretty cool to see how many people are running so quick. Um, There's definitely more to it than just that. Oh yeah, yeah. it's, it's a, a lot of factors, but I think one of those factors that people look at shoe tech is that like the shoes are hopefully giving people like their bodies responding. Um, yeah, there's like, a compo- it's, it's, it's a compounding effect yeah. from all the training that you're able to do now, you, which previously would have been really difficult. Yeah, I think the shoes are helping people maybe not get injured and be able to put. I more think there's been a big body. mental shift as well in that the times are way less intimidating to run. Yeah, like, people believe would, they can do it, which is cool. Yeah, I think that belief and is. I'm is not sure thing. where that started. Maybe it's like just a few people ran fast, and everyone was like, "Oh shit, it must be <laughs> combination like, yeah. of ingredients." It's possible. No, that that definitely. That's that's been one which has been like that idea of like the mental ch- shifts has been in the spot for a long time. If you look back at like the sub four barrier, which is a contentious mm-hmm. thing, like because it was like we saw when the sub four mile once um, Roger was it Roger Bannister yeah. once he did it. I think in the next five years, like a sh- like heaps yeah. of people did it. But I wonder if that'll even happen with like three fifty. <laughs> like is, is, is how many years from now we'll just like breaking three fifty be like. Not standard because it's never it's never gonna be that, but just like yeah, way less intimidating. Yeah, and just but, like, yeah. go out and do it. Well, the sub four one, not to go on a big tangent, but that that is actually uh, like a little bit not controversial. Controversial isn't the right word, but there is some evidence that it's actually other factors going on. Like a lot of people say it was a fully mental thing. Once one person did it, everyone else was like, "Yeah, we can do it as well." But apparently, that if you if you look at it it actually was to do a lot more with people coming back from like the war or something. Like there was a whole generation of people who didn't run because of the war. And then oh, this yeah. one made sense. So that, that mental shift is a little bit When was the first questionable? In the 50s, I think? Yeah, I was yeah, going to say 50s. 50s. So right after the war, Second World War. People coming back. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But that's a bit of a tangent. But I think there is a mental shift, whether it's people believing they can do it or it's just like now there's a lot of races that are going at that pace. And <laughs> it is... I'm sure you guys have had this experience. It is pretty crazy what, as a runner, what you're capable of when you're in the right race and you just like get after it. Like you can definitely surprise yourself a lot. Kind of like the thing where with some of your performances, if you, if you look back at like your 5k time and you're like what your 400 splits are for your, for your 5k time, it's like pretty intimidating to, to think about. So if you're, if you're like thinking about it a lot, I think it's pretty difficult to do it. But if you're just in a race and you're just like racing a bunch of dudes and running with them, I think that makes a big difference in terms of yeah. how quick you I mean, can run. Going back to the mental thing, I feel like I, I noticed it on the team at, at NAU. Like for a while there, when, it, when those times were super intimidating, at some point just like people at the top, like older than me, like just started running super fast. And then like, I don't know, when T-Day was running crazy fast and, and Luis, and, I, and then like people, when people joined the team, they would just see that and just like get after it. Yeah. Like people like Abdi Hamad and Drew. It's just the expectation. It, just, it was like, yeah, just the expectation. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're, yeah, if you're rip. training with them, yeah. like, why would you not go race like that? That's definitely a big factor. But it, it's, it's crazy to see. Like the culture changes. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And see, that's why I find it interesting because we look back at it and we joke like, man, thank God I'm not in college now. But if you think about it and if you look at it, it's like, the same there's something we say like the same people are still winning races in in general like it still comes down to like like at some point you would imagine if we were in college right now we would be i guess hopefully running similar times yeah well i think and that that was the thing when we were talking about when we're talking about talking about this on the podcast is that so many people have been running fast but i feel like 
as a group or just like in general, we shouldn't like, I'd rather not hype running up, running fast up so much. I yep. feel like we should put more emphasis on what those people are going to do in InstaBlaze in a few weeks. Yeah, like, the there's going to be people, and we were talking about this yesterday, there's going to be someone who's run like 13.27 or 13.26 that doesn't get All-American and InstaBlaze and like yeah. I probably won't know who they are. And that's also <laughs> a challenge to that person not to like sit on your 13.25 and think, oh yeah, I'm set, like that's so yeah. good. You're, well, you're like, it doesn't actually that. matter if you... Yeah. are not going to be competing in NCAAs. It's true. Like it, At the end of the day, running fast times is cool and it makes you feel really good, but it's still racing is, is what this sport is at the end of the day, and that's that's where you go and you get it done. But uh, we definitely already seen that if you think about outdoors last year, 5K. I don't know the exact results, but like kids ran really quick there and weren't All-American. I, I don't know what eighth place in the outdoor 5K was last year, but it was probably under 1330. I would imagine. I mean, the 10K was like ridiculously quick for America. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, that's yeah. that's. But yeah, happened. at the end of the day, you only know the people that that's a, yeah, were yeah. like in it with a lot to go or actually having being those, competitive. Having those PBs is great, but like when so you look at yeah. someone's name, you look at okay, what have they like? What have they won? What have they? We're impressed by achieved? fast times, but we're races. not that impressed. Like still impressed. <laughs> no, it's it's very impressive, yeah. very <laughs> impressive, and it, and it's exciting because it, it's hopefully bringing. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't want to bring all that attention into just running fast, but it's bringing in people going well. Like, look at how well everyone's doing. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you do have to run fast in the sport to, like, get to where you want to be. But Certainly. And, yeah, I mean, I guess we could highlight some specific performances because there were some <laughs> really, really good ones. Like, I, I think about Yared Nagus. Like, the fact, that, the fact that he ran 7.38 solo is... Just crazy. I don't know what point the pacer dropped out, but he dropped out at. Um, he get 1200 to go. 1200 to go. Okay. That's yeah, pretty good pacing. I mean, it word, word on the street is that his flight got cancelled and yeah, he five arrived hours. in oh, Boston that morning. Okay, you know. Okay, so I heard that, but I think I think there was actually something different. I oh. I think this was on Let's Run. Like I think he said it that he had COVID. He had COVID that week, and then he only got cleared. He only got negative test, <laughs> so he had to fly in late. Jesus. What? Okay, um, and the the other reason that's impressive is that Nagus is someone that wins races. Yes, he is. A, he knows how to win. He knows, that, he knows how to win, and like, he's the, already a couple of times. It doesn't incident like obviously. Him. Like I don't even know. Super yeah. impressed with him, and I think he's one of the best collegiate runners to come through. But it's, it doesn't surprise me because of what Nagus did last year. You know, yeah, like he can he can he can solve it. He solved a fifteen hundred and three thirty four in a heat of yeah. regional record, I believe. Yeah, he did it in a yeah, heat now. So that doesn't yeah. surprise me, but it's it's exciting because it shows that he he can still do it. Like he can still go and do it. And, and he's such a thing. he's such a humble guy. He goes so un, under the radar yeah. compared to like the guys that he's racing against. If you think about like a Kubitero or Cole Hawker, who he was with, like he's pretty much as good as them. Mm. Like he's right there, so under the radar. And he's American. Man, he qualified for the Olympics and then unfortunately had a calf strain. Uh, he had an injury. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't race. Couldn't race. But but. It's it's kind of it's interesting to see that because he does yeah he doesn't really bring that much attention to himself but when he wants to get the job done he does it yeah so that's kind of cool he's he's and, so um, good I'm I'm sure like I mean yeah and as a, as a Wisconsin alum it's hard to say it but um, Notre Dame having the fastest five k and three k guy indoors well, he's not the fastest is he five k no. is he not Wilder Wilder so. Notre Dame also had a guy, uh, Dylan Jacobs, run 13.14, yeah. which I believe is the second fastest. Oh, okay. Wild Shoot ran 13.09. Yeah. He did too. Sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, but still, like, that's pretty crazy to have two of those guys in the same team. Yeah. I no, mean, it's, it's like an NAU show, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame has, for the last two or three years, maybe even a little bit longer, been known to be, like, a really good team. They just have a bunch of amazing runners. So mm. it's it's pretty cool to, to see them Also, come coming through. back from cross, they didn't really have a great cross, right? So yeah, they've they come back from cross, and they're performing pretty well. So that's cool to see, too. Yeah. And the other performance which comes to mind was Morgan Beetlescombe. Yeah. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. sorry. Morgan Beetlejuice. <laughs> Michigan, I mean, Michigan State, big A guy that's not out. a miler running 352 is pretty freaking good. Yeah, if you're a 5K guy and you're running 352, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah. He's uh, he's very impressive. Yeah. But that but this is, the, this is the thing. Can he go and, you know, yeah. execute let's, uh, on a race? Let's see him. I would love to see, see him, him win a race. race. I believe know, he was... Produce I, a result I like really that. think he can. Like, I think he was, what, I think he was third last year indoors in the 5K. I think I'm gonna say that 5k last year indoors was well. It was pretty, different. Didn't, yeah. Didn't yeah. Really show what do you want outdoors? He ran the 5k outdoors. Too. Well, he he did he well top, outdoors as well. I'm gonna say like top five. Yeah, he's, he, he he's been good. For he's a also like yeah. top five in cross. Yeah. So like he has. He's, he's also been another. It's not like he's been performing yeah. badly. Yeah. <laughs> by no means. Yeah. So he's he's legit. But yeah, it's like you got to yeah. convert that into like a title, like to to be super legit. But yeah, that was in the race with Cooper and Cole, who both ran 350. Uh, Cooper got the win as predicted by Morgan McDonald. Morgan McDonald got the prediction right. I can't remember what you guys said actually. I think I said that they were. I don't know what I said. I f- you went on a long rant, and I think yeah. you probably said they were going to break the world record. I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was getting excited, man. I was getting hyped. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of hype there going in. And, yeah. I mean, so, there was there was like four people in the race, three people in the race. It was yeah, straight up time trial. It really was. Um, but whereas like. Like, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that... Because, like, that U.S. record is set by um, a guy that did that in a race, right? In a big packed race. I'm, I'm sure it was a time. I'm sure, I'm sure they had paces and stuff. Yeah. For Legat. Yeah. I have no idea where it was or anything, honestly. I was going to say. I'm it'd guessing be, it's It'd be Melrose. interesting to see because I feel like it can be broken maybe in, like, much more of a quick race. The adrenaline kicking in. It's probably hard to do it. I don't know. They ran pretty quick last year. They did. In a similar... I, I mean, if you look at how... They'll, they'll get it eventually. I think, or someone will get it eventually. I think if you look at if you look across the board, those are the type of races where people run quick. <coughs> is yeah. the more controlled environments, like set-up ones. Like, yeah. obviously, the other big result, which is probably the biggest result from the weekend, is what the Bowman people did on both the men's and women's 5Ks because those were just out of this world. This is what they do every year now and i think they'll do it every year pretty for pretty eternity. solid pretty solid rust buster yeah <laughs> no speed work bust bust the rust with uh, a couple of crazy 5ks we had gabriella stafford running was it 1431 to get the win on the women's she, side she, she closed north american she record closed same yeah she closed. no she ran her last 3k faster than she ran her 3k at new balance when she <laughs> well i just showed like she, she did she look like she was jogging, new balance, and then she ran she closed in 8 30 that sounds familiar on the men's side too yeah both last 3k splits were outrageous. yeah so grant fisher won on the men's side 1253 american record and he closed in 738 and isn't maybe 357 1600 the outdoor yeah. american record is also 1253 right yeah he was super close to it yeah. and he's gonna i mean you'd think it. he'd get that you think he'd break it yeah, it's like 12:53. A bunch of guys ran 12:50 last year, but the fact we didn't watch did. it, we didn't we didn't watch it the race. But looking at the splits, the fact that he was able to go to the front with four laps to go and run 3:57, like how many people can do that? Probably was, not was, many. Was it the full mile? It was that he led. I believe so. I, I believe he so. led the full mile at the end, probably. Yeah. 
I think you said four laps. So four, like 800. Eight, well, four oh, sorry. Laps. Sorry. Yeah, I was you thinking outdoor track. Yeah, eight last laps. eight laps. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he went to the front and like his third last lap was a 58. Like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> oh, yeah, know. yeah, that's what you were saying. I, I don't know how many people can do that. Faster than his last two laps. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he's, uh, I think he went 58, 59, 58 for his last three laps or last <laughs> six, last 1200. So, I don't know how many people can do that, but that, I mean, he did come, what, fifth or sixth on the 10K at the Olympics. Yeah. So he already is oh, one of the best he's in the world. He's established But Absolutely. now you're just like really cementing. And he, I want to see him in, in USA. Is he running? Are they running? Who Did knows? Bauman, who knows where they're turning up. I mean, they've done well indoors before. At this point, he can compete with these guys that are running like 7.26 in the 3K. Totally. Yeah, if you can do that in a 5K, you would you would think so. And I'd rather see. And he he's a guy that can race well. Like he can like like execute absolutely one of the best races I've seen. Um, execute stuff like like he's just he was just he's just gonna be exciting if he can uh if he does do well indoors. We don't know obviously, but yeah. So interesting if he turns up USA. Yeah, Grant, and he's like one of those guys who like everyone known he's been so good since a high school. He's like had that hype for forever, and he's like just really come through. So. It is very impressive to see. You got to give him like a lot of props, a lot of congratulations for that because mm. he's just at every level he's crushed it. And one of the Q and A's that we had today, we have a bunch of them today, which is going to be fun. Is do you guys get FOMO when you see results like that? And <laughs> Gus is Gus is answering for us. Oh, he's out cold right now. Is that oh him snoring? God. Is he alright? He's alright. I wonder, if the, up I wonder if the mics picked that up. He's just curled That's up the, the sound of him snoring. Do I? Do I have, yeah, no, I think that was like him maybe not being able to breathe for a while. He's dreaming a bad dream. Having a bad dream. Um, dreaming about us leaving again. Um, this, is, this is a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, how do you, how do you react to seeing that result? No. You don't? No, because I, I am pretty I happy with my 1309. I don't believe you, but... No, I, I, I am. Like, I don't have a fear of missing out because I, I think... Well, for me, you can, you can believe me or not, but for <laughs> me, that 5K that, we, that George and I did and Joe, lovely, lovely Joe paced for us... That was a good result for me, and I'm happy with that. And then going to want to make a mile, my goal was to win and run quick, and I did that too. So like, I don't, he is dreaming. Yeah. Um, I don't have that fear of missing out. I, I do would love like if I was gonna run a 5k. If I didn't run a 5k in December, then I might have that fear of missing out because I'd be like, oh, I'd love to do a 5k and see what I can do against those guys. But yeah, well, I don't you're, really you're have talking about you're talking about this 5k specifically. Yeah, but if you think more generally. More generally, do I have a fear of missing out running that quick? Yeah, when you see other people run quick. Not really. Not 5K. Maybe mile. Yeah. Well, because I was, was, was going to say, I don't believe you because literally every weekend last week that someone ran quick in the 1500, you were very caught yeah, up on it. Middle distance way. wise, I'd be more caught up in it than the 5K. Yeah. But that's because I don't see myself as a 5K runner. Yeah, I guess that's valid for you actually. If you, yeah. You're just but not no, investing in running there is, 5Ks. There is that fear of missing out, but also I think you just got to, in, in our position, you just could be like, well, I'm Honestly, happy for I them, feel but like... like it's an opportunity that I feel like everyone has it to some degree. Yeah. And if you don't, I, I mean, like, if you don't, do you just not? Do you, are you not competitive? Are you not competitive yeah, you not at competitive? all? <laughs> do you not want to be beating those guys? Yeah. It definitely makes you feel something. But not, I don't think to the point. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I don't think it's I mean, to the point. I mean, it depends how you look at it. But yeah. It's not to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm like really pissed off and upset. Like, I. Well, yeah, you don't be getting pissed off and upset. Like, for, for, the, for that time trial, or time trial, sorry, that race um, in Chicago. When they're going for the American record, I would love to be in that race. Well, you know, I'd love to be in that one. Well, so then, how are you? Isn't that what? Isn't that mean? And that? the five k not so much because I don't see that as my event. I see it as middle distance, like yeah. If, I, I, well, no, I would say think about the question more generally rather than specifically the five. Yeah, I mean, there is there is like Joey said, there is some some of it, but I'd feel it more for middle distance events than I would for a five k. 
yeah, or three K. Yeah. Fair enough. But that's but me, but maybe later down the road, I feel like that for everything. I think you just like I'm pretty focused can, on the notice and stuff. No one will even be able to do every single race. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, definitely not. If you do, you'll you'll be. Uh, so you have to look at it and be like, yeah, shit, that would have been cool but i'm ahead yeah. another opportunity <coughs> that's the thing like you, you'll probably get into a race like that down the road hopefully so yeah that's well, what not, you gotta think it's not like it's when i th- when i think about this question it's not even as much a matter of like looking at a specific race and being like i wish i was in that race it's more like generally speaking it's like you see someone like grant fisher running 1253 or like when like say justin knight ran 1250 last year and you look at it and you're like man like those are the type of people that i want to be competing with and i want to mm-hmm. be running with mm-hmm. and like that's what I want to be doing, and then you you think like obviously all this is like comparing yourself to others, which is not really a good thing generally speaking. So you try not to do it too much, but it's like I'm like fuck, man. I wish I was doing that right now. What am I doing? I'm just like sitting here like playing fucking video games. That's where you, that's where like <laughs> this is gonna be like a pretty cliche thing to say, but that's where you just gotta trust your process. Yeah, uh-huh. your, like it's true. Journey, it's but, true. But it's yeah. like I think it's just human to look at that it stuff is, and yeah, like the, and the initial reaction for sure when you see results like that. The initial reaction is like holy shit, that would like I'd love to be there or be able to do something. Yeah, in that yeah. spectrum. What's but, cool is that there was an opportunity to be in that race. Like they actually did let anyone who wanted in that race. Well, you had yeah. to lie about your school. Seat. Like, well, not lie, but you had to put a seat timing, right? Unlike, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I'm unlike the Oregon mile, which seemed yeah. Did they, did they actively exclusive. not let people in that? Well, that's, no, I, I don't, surely someone I think, else would have wanted to be in that race. I think I mean, Beetlejuice was the only one that was allowed in. Yeah. Mm, I'm not saying that for a hundred percent certainty. Yeah, I wonder. I, I guarantee you that people would want to be in that race. Because, particularly like, I mean, what about Nagoose? If mm. Nagus wanted to go for the American Republic, if he wanted to do that. Well, I think, I think who knows what was going on with his situation exactly. because they had the whole thing, the COVID, yeah, the COVID rules. Thing. So that, I don't know if they would have been able to change that they were going to Boston that weekend. But if he didn't have those rules, would, would, if he didn't have those restrictions, would he be like, I'd love to do that race? And they would say, no, we want Cooper and Cole just to go. Yeah, I don't know. It. But you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't actually know. You just don't know. But yeah, that's what it looked like. But I feel like, mo- like I think anybody that wasn't in that race that's a runner probably feels a bit of that, a bit of that FOMA. Yeah, but the 5K did so. Top end, like Grant ran 12:53, but there were a lot of other crazy pro performances mm-hmm. as well in that race. Which just like races like that, just really, I don't know. They're like they they feel like they kind of like change stuff, but then also like they don't. Like think about, well, who who knows? But think about when, for example, like Johnny ran 3:49 and Sam Prakal ran 3:50 think about that like that's so crazy and then it just like didn't really change anything if you think about it Mm-mm. like it was really? st- like i guess johnny did go on to make the world's team that year but it's yeah that's just the nature of running i guess you have like these crazy performances and stuff and then it's just things go back to normal but yeah uh, props to grant fisher i think he was like we everyone knows like he's like amazing and He's just continuing to crush, and it like it gets harder at every level, but he just continues to get yeah. it done. So I, I don't think many people were surprised about that result in the sense of like Grant doing. <coughs> I wonder if he's going to go after the ten k American record this year. I mean, he should go after. It's probably what twenty six forty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you would think that the way that they train, like he'd be. It's just I think the ten k is just a matter. That takes of, a lot out of you. Yeah, my, it's just a matter of getting the right race for it. <clears throat> my question is this though: Will Jerry let Grant run Diamond Leagues? Because mm. Bauman is known for not really sending their athletes to those type of races. They're very focused on like world champs, Olympics, um, com games, 
and trials. They don't really. There's not many of them. Do like I know Mohamed is an, an exception to that, but you know right. Grant would get an opportunity to run I, a yeah. Dunn League. Yeah, I, I don't know why they would change up their current model for success, where they where they put everything focused on the world champs and then post world yeah. champs. They do any race that they want. Like, I mean, Mo I mean, Ren, has the opportunity to run. Mo Ren, that five k Roman then also medaled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worlds. See, I, I think I think called. he did that race just because they must have known that that was going to be the quick race of the year. Yeah. And they wanted to capitalize on that. Because Mo, Mo is at the level, and maybe Grant's at this level now, where he almost can't benefit from the Bauman style races because he's so good. Like, who's going to pace him? Who's going to pace Mo to run 1250? Like, that's yeah. that's pretty tough. So he almost has to go be in those big races to run his PBs now, whereas maybe that the is other like, guys don't have to. Maybe that is the thinking. If, yeah. Unless, yeah. You're, unless you are the best on the team by that much, like Mo was last year. Well, like, there could be a really fast 5K. It could be a really fast um, 10K in a, in, well, in a, in we'll a situation see. where Grant could be like, this could be an opportunity for me to run the American record, compete against some of the best in the world. Yeah. yeah I don't think it's like a blanket champs. that can never go. Obviously, Evan always I, used yeah, to go. But I that's because for the steeple, like, you don't you really have a choice. Races. You have to. My, 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 they're not, not going to put yeah. on a steeple. But yeah. I think Jerry, I, I obviously don't know anything, but I, if I was thinking, if I was coaching Grant and I saw an opportunity like that, I'd probably send him. Yeah. So I wonder if Jerry, if, yeah. if that will happen. I just wonder if that will happen. I think Coach yeah. Hall. Coach Hall. Coach, Coach, Coach Hall. I think it all just comes down to <laughs> It'd just be interesting. if it's part of their plan in terms of performing yeah. at Worlds slash Olympics. They do stick to the plan. Stick yeah. to the plan. Also should shout out Elise Cranny for running the 1433 American, American record. record too, yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of records that got broken. We'll, we, we can't go through them all. That's, there's a lot of them. That's pretty quick. But yeah, yeah just Bauman doing Bauman things, running fast on those. But... Yeah, is there anything else from these in this weekend of crazy indoor performances? Like we didn't even mention just seeing these crazy collegiate races, like the one Mario was in. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. I think yeah, he ran fifty three, and I think eighth place was like fifty six or something. Yeah, crazy. And it's just a random race, like in I don't even know where it was. It's, yeah, Vanderbilt or somewhere. Yeah, Abdihum and Lalo ran seven forty. Yeah, seven forty two. Damn, yeah, that's pretty close to the record. I wonder if he was going for it. I guess he probably was, but. Yeah, so it's a lot. Um, I don't think yeah. he, could, he could get the record though. The collegiate yeah. record? Oh, no, yeah. is it, is it wasn't Lalo on oversized track? You can. I I'm pretty sure indoor records can be can for broken collegiate. No, I think it's a. It's just called a oversized best or something. Oh really? Because you can't qualify for worlds on oversized track. I yeah, but you can qualify for NCAA's. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think the record still has to be mm. banked. Interesting. Yeah, well, but I, I mean, think that'd why, be something. That would be something to be happy. Wait, to that's why. Yeah, Mario's mile was like. Collegiate record oversized track or whatever it's called. Because Sean McGordy had that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it said. Best time on an oversized track or something. Yeah. But that wasn't the best time overall, so it's different. Yeah. That's true. I it's don't know. Slightly different. But. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Moving on from that. What else is happening this week? Jakob got hacked on Instagram. Dude, oh, we wanted to talk about that. Anyways, I wanted to talk about this. this is big news. I, I, I don't know who... T- someone... Sh- I don't know. I came up on... Someone told me and then I looked on his account and then there's some sort of like blonde girl just all over his social media. There was like 10 posts And it said... It still had Jakob Ingebrigtsen and all his stats and then just had some like blonde girl in his PP. Was it, was it like porn? What was it? it no. No. Quiet. It was... It looked like someone had hacked it and was trying to use it was his just photos. profile of like expanding something. But then I think I, I think we checked a couple of um, 
couple of hours later and it was gone so he obviously got control of it but it was pretty funny because it literally nothing else had changed on his account except for like four or just five new photos pictures. of some sexy pictures <laughs> it's very funny. And, then it, and then his profile picture had changed it and then like the same funny. day he's got like 400,000 followers yeah he's got like he's got a big following too so like hacking that account is pretty like yeah pretty pretty big same day it was, he, I think he was back to just posting like workout stuff as yeah. well and, so like, like, like nothing the, happened but the funniest mm. thing was those photos if you clicked on the photos and look at the comments everyone's comment and go ayo my man got hacked bro like some some pretty funny shit going on yeah dude. what if they stress him out for his world record attempt nah that probably <laughs> fuels the angst he's gonna yeah. run really quick now you, you think yucca runs runs off angst as well nah he's too he's too precise i think he's i think he precise. runs off he runs off uh, precision precision that's how he does it huh well look at the way he races i feel like he's just very much more cool calm i wonder what his record going in the last like because he always just ends up like he's probably going to lead like the last eight hundred of this race. He probably will. He's, I mean, he's one of those guys. So what, his, what's the, what's going to keep him going the last few laps? Yeah, those guys are just met, met, metronomes, though, man. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, their ability. If you watch, if you watch him and his brothers race, it's really impressive to see how. Because this happened, I remember in the five k, and they do this at Worlds as well. Because they don't fluctuate pace, and because like you see, if you watch a Worlds race. And you see a lot of the Africans, they'll they'll fluctuate pace a lot. Like they'll drop some like 60s and then they'll go back to running 63s or whatever. And most people will like just stick on them. Whereas the Ingebrigtsens will like trust themselves to just keep running like 61s or 62s. I wonder if that's training related. Because like... I think the, it is. I think they're just the so The like culture in Africa is like, <laughs> like everything's a fatherly. Like. They're always yeah. like doing alternating paces. Yeah. But I feel like common knowledge the Ingebrigtsens do like yeah science-based freaking blood well, testing i, I, I think remember, it is i remember reading something <coughs> blood about testing their threshold. training yeah i reading something about their training and the dad um Gert said that like anytime i do a workout they always run the rep faster than the one before it so they never like <coughs> fluctuate in that way of going like fast slow fast they always if they're doing like reps like 400 meters they'd start at a time and then they would aim for like the fastest one to be the last one they and did just, say like, that. gradually like yeah. build into it that, that was that was when that really impressive 400 workout that was, that was the one i was looking at yeah. 20 times 400 and he's like obviously like he's not going any slower moving forward he's either going faster or staying the same yeah so Jakob mm-hmm. got hacked actually who who also got hacked was Leah on our team oh yeah <laughs> and Twitter and then she started <laughs> she didn't like, get it back she started negotiating yeah, was, with the hacker and yeah, I was like no, what like, are you doing, doing you have no yeah, so Leah's Twitter got hacked and the person hacked it because it was a verified account and then they changed it into... They a, want to make NFTs or they, something. Like a crypto account yeah. or something. Dude, what was it what come to, bro? I can't believe she couldn't get that back though. I, she that surprised me. Because they changed, from what happened, she said that they changed the email on the account and then locked her out. And yeah, but you, anytime you, would you, think that, you would think that Twitter would be able to be like, all right, this account just got hacked. Let's, like, put, it, let's, let's put it back. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I, she was talking to Twitter for a while and they just didn't do anything about it, which is like a bit scary. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't get hacked. The coffee club pod. No, yeah, our, our hot commodity yeah. is our Instagram. Yeah, they want to take us down. Should we, should we uh, this is my question as well. Should we start a Twitter? Let's no. Start tweeting no. Dude, Twitter. So I think Twitter is every single social media platform that you you go and it's its own entity you know yeah and it's like i would say our instagram is solid but we still have a lot of working out to do on that yeah to think about expanding to twitter like i don't know how people do it where they where they produce content across a wide variety of platforms i feel like i guess most people pick one and then like that's like what they do and i just tweet gus thoughts 
Yeah. I just tweet stuff <laughs> that like Gus would say on Twitter. <laughs> Because like, owners left me again thinking about escaping. Yeah, that'd be pretty good, on. actually. Like, that'd be pretty like, good. Like, Maybe you should do that. So, like, boys are using me for another pod thing again. Am I getting my paycheck? Hashtag, hashtag ripped off or something. Like That'd be pretty good. That would be like, just like Coffee Club pod, Twitter, but it's own Twitter. Twitter. Twitter, but it's only um, Gus thoughts. It's from Gus's perspective. It's Gus's perspective. He's like, <laughs> new pod's out. I'm Gus's, looking, Gus is running yeah. the account. It's like, Gus is like, new pod out. I'm looking pretty slick here. Not have bad. a lot to this say. This is a very, really good idea. We're going to have to talk about <laughs> more after but that was my idea because you could you could transfer that onto our instagram a lot we're just yeah. having a, we're having a little business brainstorm right now because <laughs> if you think about how kyle merber runs the lap count i swear all his instagrams are just screenshots of his tweets i don't know if you've noticed that but that's all that's people do that Sidious mag yeah. and like him clacker actually does Klecker it does, it. does it as well <laughs> where it's like their instagrams are just it makes sense because it's like an easy way to... You just hashtag your other... I mean, well, you screenshot your other thing. You screenshot your Strava. We'll yeah. Twitter. Yeah, it makes we'll sense see, to do that. We'll see if there's a demand for it. If people are interested in it, then we... we yeah, might. let us know. We can do yeah. Gus does Twitter. Gus does Twitter. And we can blow up in the, uh, the English Bulldog Twitter world, which I'm sure is thriving. But yeah, um, moving on from that, do we want to talk about the Russian goal? We just got caught doping. Um, I mean, okay, so... What's going on right now? Obviously, the Winter Olympics, pretty exciting. Anytime yeah. the Olympics is on, pretty go, cool. Go Australia. Um, Australia and New Zealand have had a pretty good Olympics, I think. Um, crushing. Crushing it out there. Then there's this, obviously this big story right now. is a 15-year-old girl from the ROC, Russian Olympic Committee, has tested positive for a, a drug, which I can't pronounce, but apparently it helps in like endurance, some sort of endurance thing. And apparently they've canceled the medal ceremony, but she's still allowed to compete. I, I don't um, think they canceled the medal ceremony. I think they said she can still wait, compete. So has she already medaled? No, she no, met, they, they, was no a, I don't I think no, it's it was happened yet. It was a team. I don't think it's happened yet. No, they, they want a medal. They want oh. a gold medal like a team. My, my understanding of it was that... She's probably in two different events. Maybe I think this just shows that we one. probably shouldn't talk about this, how yeah. little we know. But I know nothing. My, my reading of it was that they said she can compete, but if she wins a medal, they won't do a ceremony. But if three other people win a medal that's not her, they'll do the medal ceremony. That's like saying if one sprinter in a four by one is get is doping, the other three can still get the medal. Well, this is it's uh, a weird logic. It's totally the individual. Oh, in the right, individual, right, right. like yeah, it's for a weird the, logic. with her competitors, like if if she is top three in the individual, they won't do a medal ceremony. Whereas if she's not, they'll do. A, if she doesn't get top three, they will do a medal ceremony. Which just sounds like such a stupid way to go about it. But she's a 15-year-old girl. 15 years old. And, she, and she's joking. been tested positive. It's and she's like, also fucking competing for a, not even a real country that's like... That already had Because they're doping yeah. problems. They're not... Or it's not a country. The IOC so. it doesn't look. Great. It doesn't look good. The yeah. IOC is looking pretty Yeah, at the end of the this. day, we don't know the details, but what we do know is the IOC, once again, just looks so sus in yeah. how they're handling this matter. It's like there's just obviously there's gonna be so much shit going on, but at the end of the day, it's like come on, like it's it's just like right in can front you of protect, you. Can you protect our sports just a little bit and just like have like a little some sort of accountability? Yeah, for like these people that are like I don't even know. I feel I mean I, obviously you feel bad for people that are Russian that aren't associated with the system. I feel system bad for her too. Doping. She's 15 years old. Like, you feel bad for a 15 year old who is not. It's it's tough to put the burden of responsibility on someone who's like complete burden of responsibility on someone who's 15 and it's probably been part of the system since she was like 10 yeah, years she old. She probably thinks that's a normal thing. Yeah. And it's like, at that point, I mean, that's why that's why a lot of people from an outside perspective want just like, yeah, harsher re- repercussions but for imagine that happening the country. Imagine that happening in our sport. Like, like imagine you're competing and, and someone is, you're competing against has 
tested positive, but they're still yeah. allowed to compete. The IOC lets them compete. I can imagine the competitors in those events are feeling pretty. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. Annoyed. I don't know how that happens. If you literally tested positive a few days ago and held, then you're allowed to compete. I cannot wrap my head around that. I'm sure more information will come out, but it was just something that, I don't know. It's just something like it, it, it affects sport in general. Yeah. And I think it's something that's like you can't. It's just, it's hard to. I mean, yeah, it's hard to, to not ignore. Yeah. Like if that, if that can happen in, in figure, figure skating in the Winter Olympics, what say it can't happen in track? Well, yeah, it's the same governing body. It's about yeah. the IOC. But yeah, so that, that's, that's pretty shitty. But moving on from that, we have a bunch of like amazing Q&A today. <laughs> Morgan's excited about these Q&As. Thank, thank you for everyone that uh, submitted them. The first one is a pretty standard one. It's, have you tried double threshold days? No. Not for me either. Not for me. Oh, Link straight into Jakob's uh, <laughs> recorded team. Yeah. Probably doing a lot of double threshold. Yes, I have, yes. but very minimal. Yeah. Like when my last like year on the team, Smith was like just starting to kind of experiment with it. Yeah. It's pretty standard practice these days. Where did Smith get it from initially? Do you from, know? Probably from freaking gut, I think. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder where they got it from. Because they seem to be the Ingebrigtsen's... The Ingebrigtsen's training is actually pretty public. I know, like, if you yeah. if you want to find out, you can. And it's a lot of, like, threshold, pretty calculated stuff. Mm-hmm. And a part of that, which, yeah, to me was a really new thing, is the idea of doing double threshold days. And then I saw Mike Smith would do it with a bunch of his athletes, in particular, like Rachel and yeah. Harvey. Would, uh, they were kind of like the guinea pigs at the start before would, he started doing it on the team. They would crush him double threshold. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in... It's, I like it. I mean, I would do it if we wanted. Like, I, I mean, I like running threshold in general, though. Yeah. It's just, like, not super hard. Yeah, it's and good it, bang for your buck. So, yeah. I mean, we, we, did so a, beneficial. we did a workout in Florida that you were talking about wanting to do more, like, of those repeat, the mile repeats. Yeah, and like you can just do, you can do so much of it. Yeah, and, and like, minimal impact. And it, it's the kind of workout where running, if you're running, like, six by mile, or five to six by mile, you get nothing out of running five of them faster. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a thing where you get more benefit by running faster. You only get more benefit by doing more. Yeah. Like it's a volume thing, not an intensity thing. Yeah. You can't run I like that. four by mile a little faster and expect to get more benefits than running six or seven by mile slower. Yeah. And it just becomes because a completely different thing. Yeah. yeah. So I would like, like to, threshold is threshold. I would like to so turn it's just about point. like how much threshold can you do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see if Dathan will incorporate that into our training because we haven't really we've done like a, we've done threshold stuff but yeah, we've like never you, done you, double you guys threshold. do big threshold workouts yeah. but it's just like as a single yeah. workout not, still yeah i mean i think even double. like people always talk about bauman doing 10 by mile yeah but they always do it in one go yeah but see like i, mean, I think joe, the common way of like a lot of people do 10 by mile split up yeah. like six like, in the morning four in the afternoon or something. joe would do like a big workout like that but we would do like you guys are already you guys are already doubling in the afternoon may as well freaking may as well work out again we should get the miles in a lot easier yeah we'd have like a decent section of that workout with joe and then we'd probably do some 300s after that but it's so easy to get a big i mean yeah it's easy because you're still wrecked but getting a big volume day as well yeah by just working out twice yeah Yeah. so it's interesting it is interesting all right the next on the list of great q a today is what's the weirdest thing covered in chocolate that you would eat yeah, I don't even know where like my mind should go with this one, because like, what what do they what do they think we're talking about? Like disgusting stuff or like like weird stuff, like like a grasshopper. <laughs> like, what what do you, or are they thinking about like? It's probably a thing, like those deep fried crickets. Oh yeah, those dip in chocolate. It tastes pretty good actually. That'd be not bad. <laughs> I'd Have eat you ever eaten crickets? Uh, I've eaten a grasshopper sure I've before. Eaten a when I was in Thailand, 
They yeah. have like they have like uh, it's just like street food there. What about chocolate covered octopus? I, that sounds like a weird combination, but I would try it. I'm I'm trying to think of something that's weird. I, I haven't really eaten anything weird with chocolate. Yeah. I I don't. I think the weirdest thing I've eaten with chocolate is if I'm eating chocolate and I eat something else. Like I've eaten chocolate and fries before, but that doesn't sound too weird. Salty. It sounds like a pretty nice combination, actually. Yeah, we should try that. Fries and chocolate shakes. Oh yeah, yeah, they do do that, huh? Yeah. Not about that. You know about, about that? Dude, it's the best. fries and shakes. Yeah, but this guy's like a. a he wants. Of health. He wants some. Uh, he wants some fancy aioli for those fries. Yeah, he's a, a, he's an epitome of health. That's George, textbook George. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. Weirdest thing that you would eat covered in chocolate? Because I just can't think of any weird stuff that I would eat that then covering it in chocolate would make a difference, you know? Yeah. But chocolate covered coffee bean sounds pretty good too. That's not weird. It's It's a very standard thing to cover with chocolate. Anything. There's a lot of things you can cover with chocolate. Yeah. Pretzels. What about cover yourself with chocolate? Significant other. Valentine's Day today. Did we even mention that? I don't know if we, we did. did. We did mention that. Well, happy Valentine's Day to our viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though this is going to be next week. Uh, yeah. Coming out a few days late, but it's still it's Valentine's week, I guess we could say. Oh, yeah. so. Hope you hope you guys had a great Valentine. Yeah. Or Galentine, isn't that what we call it? Something's you're... probably covered in chocolate. I bet that's why the question came out. It's because of, like, of Valentine's. Chocolate covered strawberries are like mm-hmm. classic Valentine's. Typical. And you can Typical. overcharge the shit out of people for them. Yeah. It's pretty tasty, though. Yeah. yeah. Well. That's enough of that. <laughs> that was a pretty bad answer. Thanks for the question. Yeah, thank you for that. Really did not answer that as well as they probably thought we could. Yeah. But. Yeah. So the next one is an update on merchandise. Uh, we're still very early because we're currently just waiting for some designs to come in and then we'll make some cool stuff. I guess all we'll say is that we're, the, way we're t- the way we're going about it is we're trying to do things like the right way. Like we're not, we're not trying to like just put out like a random shirt with our logo on it. We want it to actually be like nice stuff that you will enjoy wearing and that we will enjoy wearing. That's probably the thing that I look forward to the most. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, we just have noticed my style. I like to like wear the same thing like every day if it's something that I like. I want to, from the day that we start making merch, I want to just exclusively wear that for the rest of my life. So so I hope it's uh, it's nice stuff. I think, yeah, we're definitely only going to make stuff that we want to wear. Yeah. Which is, that's, so, cr- that's criteria number one. So hopefully yeah. that style is attuned with your style yeah it, it'll be it'll be hopefully our tastes are uh, good enough to appease you guys i think it'll be pretty cool but yeah so we're, we're currently in still the design phase and gus wants royalties as well yeah gus will get some fat royalties from that but just the way <laughs> the, the way the way it goes with like making clothes is there's there's just like timelines like things just take time uh on the design side and then things will also take time on the manufacturing side so it'll be a little bit a lot of stuff to work out, which is a, it's all like a first time for, for us. Just so. know that we're working on it. Yeah. That's Honestly, all you need to know. Every time, every night when I go to bed, it's all I think about. So <laughs> if that it's living rent-free in Morgan's just, head. Just know that. Living rent-free in Morgan's head. Um, the next question is a good one. It's Keith, Keith Hall's advice on getting a Valentine. You got any advice out there for people how to find a lady or a man on this special day of love? Um... Uh, golden covered, golden, golden covered rose or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you're doing. I, have I you, actually have you ever not had a Valentine? Yeah. When was that? I when think... you were like three years old? <laughs> no, I, I mean, you guys are making fun of me for being a romantic, and I think that is one of my best personality traits. Yeah. Um, 100%, no, I, 100%. I, I think a few times I haven't been in a relationship or had a relationship during How many Valentine's years Day since that day. Since I've known you, you've had a Valentine every single year, I would imagine. 
Maybe, I don't know. So I that don't, sense, like, that, the one thing, I think, if you want to pursue someone on Valentine's Day, don't make it corny and cliche. No no roses, no chocolates. Do something that's Because I always tried that, and it, it hasn't <laughs> worked. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I, would say, I would say do something out of the box, and don't do something cliche. Although, it's very hard to not do something cliche on Valentine's Day. I feel like everything's been yeah, done. Everything is cliche. But yeah, everything. Yeah, it's, it's maybe do something on like the, the day before or the day Surprise after. Surprise them. Surprise Surprise them. attack. Surprise yeah. attack and never look back. Yeah. All right? That's my advice from Keith Hall, my alter ego, who yeah. I don't even know whose Instagram that is, but whoever it is, please tell me who you are yeah. so I can find out who it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be, I'd say do something, try and do something that's not... Out of the box. Out of, out of the box. Out yeah. of the, get out of the box. Surprise them. Because I feel like that will be the best way to win someone's heart on Valentine's Day, even though if it's not on Valentine's Day. That's great advice. Or buy, just get Gus to... Uh, buy a woo, dog. Woo them. Yeah. This next uh, one is also for yeah. <laughs> God this, damn it. The next one is linked, also directed Ollie. Would you rather be single but win a gold medal and set a world record? Or single for the rest of your life. Was that was it? Yeah. Oh, that's you have to be single for the rest of your life. Or? But you get a gold medal. Yeah. And the world record. Or have a happy love life but not... No gold medal. <laughs> no gold medal, no world record. So there's two, there's two parts <laughs> of my brain here. One is... Oh, for sure, like the single one, because if you're single f- for life, does that mean you can't ever be dating someone and then break up or dating someone and break up? Like, I, I would imagine if you're single, you can't date people. For, for life. So there's for no life. like... Yeah. So I never get to date, so I become a eunuch. Um, and, but <laughs> I, I don't think that's a requirement, but you could if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. anyway. One way to go about... But I'm the gold medalist and world record holder. Like that... Oh, dude. It, but also like... And then my other side of my head thinks like... Well, running isn't like everything. Like eventually you're going to hang up your spikes and like there's going to be more important things in life like having a family, having kids, yep. you know, pursuing other things. Like running is, is, is an amazing part of my life, but it, I don't want it to be everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm like... Well, which way are you leaning? Oh, dude, I think I'm going to have to lead towards that world record goal. Because <laughs> yeah. like the thing is like I, my mindset now as a 25-year-old is that like, yeah, I'm going to die. And then, like, no one's going to remember who I am. But people remember who I am if I win a gold medal and break a world record. And that, to me, is pretty freaking cool to be remembered um, throughout history. Whereas, like, if I don't do that and have a loving family, it'd be great. What if you're remembered as a loving loving partner? But I won't be remembered forever. I won't be remembered forever. That's true. Do you remember your great great grandfather being a love, loving father and, and husband and stuff? Well, Morgan's you don't know, here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, to, to me, like, legacy at this point in my life is more important than anything. Like, I don't know. I, I'm very, <laughs> very e- egocentric right now. And that's setting the bar pretty high for yourself. But um, I don't know. I, I think I'd have to, at this point in time, I'd lean towards that. Whereas, like, if I'm 30 in five years' time, I could have a different answer. Yeah. No, I mean, but at this point, I'd love to be a world record holder. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. What do you think, Gus? I still have Gus. That's you still true, have Gus. Yeah. I still have Gus. So, and like, no matter how bad things go, I still have Gus chewing all up all my shit and throwing up on the floor. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a gold medal and world record holder, like you're going to be... You're always going to have the funds to buy a new bulldog. So you'll have a bulldog for the rest of your what life. Do you, what about you guys? You guys answer this question. Uh, it's directed at me but you guys should answer it because like I feel like you guys would have an answer to it yeah I don't give a shit about being remembered yeah <laughs> so, you, so you would you would, would just take the second option yeah you would you would I think yeah I'd be similar because it's like at the end of the day the first one getting remembered like 
I mean, there's not even a guarantee that you would be remembered because yeah. I could probably pull up some gold medal people. Well, oh, yeah. That you like, that we and if you know. get that world record, probably get broken. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the other one seems more focused on enjoying the actual time that you have on, on this planet. On the planet. Yeah. And you can still come fourth and be second fastest all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those, those are pretty good achievements as well. Yeah. So, I'm still sticking with the first one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's. I don't know. We're we're also both in long term relationships, so I think if we said the first one, it would be kind of dangerous because because <laughs> then you'd be essentially saying like I would give up. I would give up my current state of Happiness. happy li- love yeah. love life to to achieve my running goals, which is uh, it's definitely not even one of my running goals. I don't care about breaking the world record. Gold medal, though. You say that now, but then when you do it, you're gonna be like, "This is everything to me." Yeah. Well, that's what would be cool. It wouldn't even be a goal, but then I just do it. But oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the gold medal is definitely... Gold medal is pretty tight. That'd be pretty nice to get a gold medal one day. So, man, then you look at freaking Jakob and he's got both of these. There's another world record though. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, he might on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) By the time this comes out, he might. By the time this comes out, he might. Yeah. What is that world record, by the way? 331. 31 I think. Yeah. Oh, he's going for the 1500. I don't know why I thought he was going for the 1500. The other guy's going for the 3K. It's interesting to see because he does have... It seems like he has everything, but you, I you wonder what his mindset behind. would be. Is like, if I achieve world records, what else am I going to achieve in my life other than maybe like having a family and happy love life career? Right, he's right there. Happy love life. I mean, he already has that. He's going to retire, he's age twenty one. He, he like engaged. To, yeah. Um, oh yeah, true. Yeah, he already has that. He already has it locked, locked down. Up, locked in. He's From, locked down. If Sorry, you, ladies. Yeah, if you look on Instagram, Jakob's achieved pretty much everything. Because then he also has like a. Fucking, <laughs> if you look on Instagram, Instagram if, knows all. He achieved the best he uh, also tattoos had, he as also, well. Yeah, he's got tattoos. He's got a TV show about him. He's got piercings in his ears. He's got like. He's set. He's like twenty. His tattoos suck, dude. That's, he does like look like a. He does look like a. He does look like a school desk though with his legs. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He looks like a school desk. That's kind desk. of an aesthetic, you know. But it is an aesthetic, and you know what? Some people like it. Some people don't. You know, yeah, that's, that's the way tattoos are. They're not for you. They're for him. So. Yeah, I'm sure he has more struggle in his life than than yeah we would imagine. But picking which which car to drive to practice. <laughs> But which Mercedes to wait is it is which, yeah, Mercedes, Mercedes, yeah. which Mercedes drive to practice so. <laughs> yeah no he's got a pretty good idea. <laughs> what am I talking about what am I talking about what but, are you talking about yeah so that's our answers to that uh, that's about it from today it's been it's been a lovely Valentine's episode first episode back in Boulder back in the studio um, is that it for the Q&A's there's yeah. one coffee-related question. Which coffee shop in Boulder is the best? Oh, yeah. See, I don't think... See, we haven't really been to every single no. one. No, but... The Our go-to is Ampersand, which is what yeah, we're drinking Yeah, the ones today. that we have to... Like, I know that's our local. That boxcar one is pretty hyped up, but I feel like... I, and Ozo, I haven't been to. My favorite Ozo, is... whatever we call it. My Uzi. favorite is Belize. Belize, yeah. Near our old apartment. There, George? Really oh, good. You don't like Belize? The, bar, the, the barista there is very talkative. He always asks what, questions. Isn't there like a, a kiwi that works there? Or like... I don't, I don't remember that. Uh, I just remember was like ordering a flat white there. They were like, oh yeah, Kiwi works here or something. But um, I, I feel like Ampersand. I'm saying Ampersand. Yeah. That's your favorite. Well, a lot of memories because there. it's right there. A lot of <laughs> memories there. Yeah, that's our, that's our, that is our that's local. That's part of my thinking. That's our spot. We're going to have to find a new local. New local. Move. That's going to be tough. We're going to yeah. make our own cafe. Yeah, we'll just have True. our own, I guess. In That'd the be shade. Cool. In the shade. But yeah. All right. I think that's it from us. Thank you all for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Gus says that he loves you all and that's it. See you next time.